I wouldn't say that thanks to Evulpo, you don't have to go to school. But thanks to Evulpo, you make progress there where you have problems. You get help there where you really don't understand something. This is really what Evulpo brings to the students. Alberto here. And this is The Pitch. The Pitch is a weekly show where I interview founders from early stage startups to analyze their businesses. We'll cover their problem, solution, potential market size, team, and more. So join me as we dig deeper in their ventures and discuss their growth potential. Today's guest is Christian Marti, the founder and CEO of Evulpo. He has a background in history and philosophy. Before founding Evulpo, he worked as a teacher and as a journalist. A few years back, together with Manuel and Jonas, he founded a tutoring school in Zurich. As more and more students asked them to create a digital platform to give access to students globally, Christian, Manuel and Jonas decided they had to build Evulpo. Hi Christian, uh, welcome on the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks a lot, Alberto. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you for coming. So to kick us off, could you give us an elevator pitch of what you're building? We are building the greatest learning space in the world with help for every school topic. Simple as that. So we help with the curriculum relevant school topics in a lot of countries. And, and soon, by the end of this decade, we will be everywhere. Okay, perfect. What was the haha moment when you knew you had to build this? You know, together with Jonas on one hand and Manuel on the other hand, the, the, my, the other founders of Evulpo, we founded in 2017 a tutoring school in the heart of Zurich. And there, this tutoring school was quite successful after a short amount of time. And then a lot of <clears throat> students said to us, hey, Christian, hey, Manuel, hey, Jonas, you have to do this also digitally. You have to do this online. And this was the moment. And we said, okay, cool. We can build also another company, a, a digital learning platform. And that's how the idea came up. It was quite simple. It came from the other business that we founded a few years ago. What exact problem that you're solving? Today, there are 1.5 billion students all over the world. And I would say nearly everybody struggles with school topics. Some people, they are struggling with the homework or others are struggling with the preparation for the next exam or others only want to understand something and they don't understand the school topic in history or biology or chemistry or math or wherever. And we want to help all of them. So we want to help with your problems uh, that you have when you're a, a young kid or a teenager, uh, when you're in school, when you don't understand something. So really simple. It's a, it's a huge problem that everybody knows. And we want to help here with some cool videos where we explain the school topics with some nice summaries where we give you the most important information about it and with some cool exercises where you can practice the topics. I feel like school problems have always been there kind of this problem was there also some years back uh, what do you think is now the right moment to build what you're building i would say it always was the right moment and it will always be the right moment so i wouldn't say that now in 2023 it's the right moment or something like that it always was a big problem uh, since school exists so i just say that now it was the time also 10 years ago. A, a product like Evulpo should have been there 10 years ago, I'm sure. Uh, but it wasn't. So I think uh, latest uh, now, there should be an offer like Evulpo has. And uh, so so this is the point. I wouldn't say, oh, 
uh, today is the day is the day or now is the time or something like that i think it's just important that there are offers that there are products that there are learning worlds which are helping with the school problems i feel like asia for example it's a bit ahead on this and europe is not there yet why do you think that was happening? You know, I did a PhD in history. I also am really interested in philosophy. I mean, it's a really big question. Why the East is developing differently than the West, for example? Why Japan has a different culture than, for example, Italy? It's a really big question. So I can't uh, give you a clear answer here. I think in the tech field, it's clear that in the East, for example, in Japan or in South Korea, they are a little bit more developed than the guys, let's say, in Switzerland or in Italy or in Spain. Also on the other side, in the USA, for example, they did more progress in the tech field than we here in Europe did, I think. Why this is the case, I don't know. It's even more important that we here in Europe are progressing, that we develop new products in the tech field, that we develop good solutions uh, which are helping uh, a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Uh, so you touched a bit uh, on the product that you're building. Could you explain better what exactly Vulpo is in terms of a platform? Like what is the experience of a user that says, okay, I need to help learning math. Okay, how does that mm -hmm. look? Mm -hmm. It's really simple. We analyzed in the beginning uh, the curricula of the different countries. So we analyzed, for example, what do they do in England in math or what do they do in, Eng in the English classes or what do they do in history and so on and so on and so on. And how is it in Italy and how is it in Spain and how is it in Switzerland? And then we created huge lesson lists, huge lesson lists with all the topics that are important according to the curricula of these countries. After that, for every single topic, we created one video that explains this topic. We created one summary that gives the most important information about this topic. And we created some exercises where you can train or practice this topic a little bit. So for every single school topic, for example, for a certain grammar rule or f about Napoleon or about uh, a specific chemistry topic. For every single school topic, we have a video, we have a summary, and we have some exercises. So altogether, we created last year, I think, more than 10,000 videos, more than 10,000 summaries and 150,000 exercises. And thanks to this great learning material, you can understand everything that you have to learn in school. Simple as that. Next to this huge amount of great learning material, we have on one hand personalized feedback. So you, Alberto, for example, could see uh, where you are standing in math and how, how, how good you perform in, in English, I don't know, and so on and so on. And on the other hand, this is like our third part that we offer in Evulpo, you have some community features. So for example, there is a chat where you can discuss with your friends. So we have this mm -hmm. learning material combination, this combination of learning material and personalized feedback and community features all together. And this combination helps you to understand every school topic. Okay. Simple. And this, this personalized feedback, like you take a test or something to assess your level or how does it work? You know, where you are, when you are practicing uh, in our learning platform, then we see, of course, all the time uh, how you perform. So, and mm -hmm. based on that, we give you then recommendations or you win a gold medal or you don't win a gold medal and, and so on and so on. So, so, of course, it's based on the user behavior, not only, but also based on the user behavior. Okay. 
And do the users pick which classes they want to, like which topic they want to learn, or there is some way of like suggesting them what they should learn? Both, both. Uh, on one hand, they can pick whatever they like. So they can choose math and then they go probably to geometry and there they go, I don't know to what. But on the other hand, there are also recommendations. So you see, for example, uh, now at the moment, uh, I had a discussion some minutes ago, uh, they are developing a really cool feature where you always see, hey, in your level, Alberto, in your country, let's say in, in, in Germany, at the moment, this lesson is really popular. And this is really important. And most of the kids uh, at your level are dealing with this topic. So we present you to choose this problem. We suggest that you learn this specific uh, lesson, but you don't have to. It's your choice, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is your learning material also organized in terms of like different types of schools? This is, for example, one big difference to, let's say, Khan Academy. I mean, Khan Academy is a nice product. It's, of course, a great product. It's unbelievably cool. But nevertheless, in Khan Academy, you can say, I, Christian, I am 17 years old. And then you get stuff that probably could help to a guy that is 17 years old. In the case of Evulpo, you can choose, of course, your age, but you can say also in which specific type of school or in which specific level you are at the moment, so that the stuff that you see that you get then is really personalized to your specific situation. So it's, of course, a huge difference than you at Evulpo. You can learn a lot, but especially the stuff that is important in your region, in your level, for you specifically. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. It feels like you are already doing a lot, like there's already a lot in the platform. How do you see the platform, like this developing forward? Like uh, what do you think the product is going to look in the future? I mean, uh, we have a long-term goal, you know, uh, at the moment we are around 100 people. Uh, at the Vulpo, we always say, by the end of this decade, we are the biggest learning platform in the world. We help every kid with the school topics, like Wikipedia does, for example, at the moment, if you want to know something, Alberto, about Napoleon, you probably Google Napoleon, and then you find a really nice article in Wikipedia, and then you can read a little bit about Napoleon, right? Mm -hmm. And it will be the same. This is our goal uh, with the school topics. If you want to understand how exactly the French Revolution happened and why this revolution happened and with what consequences this revolution happened and so on and so on. Or if you want to understand what Plato or Socrates have said uh, 2,500 years ago, or if you want to, to understand how a specific equation uh, is solved then you go on Evulpo and you find help always everywhere at the push of a button. So really simple. This is our long-term goal in, in, in eight years. Okay, got it. Uh, so you mentioned, actually, you did mention like in which countries are you currently live? Mm -hmm. We are online in Switzerland, in Germany, in France, in Italy, in Spain, in Portugal, and in England. So we are live in seven countries. We are addressing at the moment around 40 million uh, people uh, that could use uh, Evulpo. Uh, it's always addressed to the students between 9 and 19 years old. So all the students that are, let's say, between the third grade and the end of high school. And you mentioned the long-term goal, or like maybe not so long-term, it's going to be to be everywhere, to cover the whole world. Uh, how do you go about deciding which countries make sense to go next? Uh, there are little a lot of factors, you know. We did a really huge analysis, and in this analysis, for example, we said, how digital is a society? Or 
How big is the unemployment among young people? Or how big is the school pressure? Or how many teachers are missing for, for having a good school system? And so on and so on. A lot of factors, a lot of metrics. And then we analyzed this for around 70 countries. And then we had a ranking list. And uh, also, of course, market size was one of these metrics. Uh, and then we had a ranking list. And then we said, for example, we go to Germany and to France and to Italy, but not to Austria. Not to Austria, for example. People say, hey, Christian, you're from Switzerland and Austria is next to you. Why don't you go to Austria? One of our investors says, hey, hey Christian, in the beginning, nobody cares about Austria. Who cares about Austria if there is Italy, if there is France, if there is Germany, if there is England, if there is Spain? If there is Portugal, and then I say, but why do you go to Portugal then? Yeah, because, you know, if you have Portugal, if you have the learning material for Portugal, it's one step to, 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 to South America, to, to Brazil, for example. So that's also another metric. Is the country interesting for us because it helps us to go in others, in other bigger countries? Mm -hmm. This is how we decided which countries we have to do. Okay. Uh, and going a bit off the script on this, but like, what what do you think it's difficult about expanding to other countries with your model? Like, if like the challenges you think you you encounter the most? It's really really difficult. It's that's the reason why nobody or nearly nobody did it. Nobody did it like we did. Some did similar things. Can Academy you have also in other languages, but it's not focused on the specific needs of the different countries, of the students in the different countries. It's really, really difficult because you have to do this country analysis, you have to do the curriculum analysis, you have to have teachers and, and students and people who know the school system. It's quite complicated. But for us, for a team that did this now in seven countries, we are really fast. We can go in a new country within six months if we want. We build up a team of around 40 people. We analyze the school system there. After analyzing the school system, we need a few months. People who studied math do the math content. People who studied history do the history content. People who studied literature do the literature content. And then it goes on. And after half a year, we are online in the country. So for us, it's easy because we have the experience. For others, it's really complicated. It requires some work to produce all the It's material. a lot of work. That's the point. I think really this is one reason why they, they, they I mean, why doesn't the state do it? Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, it costs some money, but for Switzerland, for example, it wouldn't be too expensive to create for about every single, for every single school topic, some videos, a nice summary, cool exercises, a learning platform with a little bit feedback, community elements. The state could do it theoretically, mm -hmm. but no state in the world does it. Why? Mm -hmm. It's more complicated than people think. Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, an answer to the why or you're still wondering about it? Also, you, you know, as I said, uh, dear Alberto, I'm a philosopher. The why is always a really big question. I don't <laughs> <Okay>. know why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. No, because it's something I also wonder about often, which is like education. Of course, of course. It's like it needs to be fixed. And uh, compared to other things that we don't know exactly how to fix, yeah, we could know. But of you course. need two states to fix it, right? Yeah, I mean, why, why the hell is the, I don't know. Did nobody see before Galileo that uh, the universe is a little bit different than the other people thought? I don't know why Galileo was the first one. That's a good point. Maybe because he was Italian. Could be. 
Uh, you're also Italian, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Italian guys, the Italian content, I can tell you. Uh, I mean, I, I would love if the Swiss content that we have, if the Swiss learning material is the best, but I have to say probably the Italian is the best. The Spanish, the Portuguese and the Italian content is really great. It's amazing. You have to go later to uh, evulpo.com, then you choose Italy, and then you learn something. You will see it's really simple, but so clear. We have some guys there. I really love the videos of one guy that we have there, Fausto. Fausto explains the school topics so well. Unbelievable. And and in Germany or in Switzerland, people are some usually not so... They don't talk so much. They're a little bit shy. You know how it is. And so the videos here are also really cool and the summaries and so on. But in Italy and Spain and Portugal, I love it. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out for sure. Um, amazing. Uh, so talking a bit about your customer, could you uh, a bit dig deeper on like the exact like persona that your customer is? And also how do you deal with the difference between, I assume that your customer is... Uh, a student, but then the parents are probably the one paying when they're paying something, right? Exactly. So how does that look? I mean, we address teachers as well as parents, as well as, of course, students. So we are addressing all these three types. And we are in the beginning, I mean, we are two years old, a little bit more than two years old. So it's not that we are we are a big startup, but we are not so progressed. We are testing out also a little bit at the moment. Uh, for example, we, we have now really quite good experience with just contacting teachers, presenting them what Evulpo offers, and then the teachers start to onboard their kids in school, in their classes, or they start just to promote Evulpo among the parents and the, te- and the students and so on and so on. This is, for example, something that we, that we learned. Of course, we address also parents. There it's a little bit... Uh, it's not complicated, but it's more complicated to address them because it's not so clear where you find them. You find the teachers uh, more easy uh, than uh, the, the parents. And of course, we address the students. So we address all these types. It depends also, you know, how old the students are. A, a nine-year-old guy, it's, it's quite hard to address. And how exactly do you do that? It's not so clear and it's not so obvious how you can do that. It's much more obvious if a student is, let's say, 18 years old and already an adult. It's a different thing. So it's quite a complicated story. But what we do in general, at the end, we do email marketing, we do Google ads, we do social media. We have also a small sales team uh, that started uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, so we, we, we test out really different ways and every way is working. Some are working better than others, of course. And do you have like an example of a story from one of your users or some of your users that use in the platform and it, it like it really helped them out? A few days ago, I worked in the customer support for an hour or two and it was really interesting. And then a mother called me and she said, I don't know how to buy Unlimited because Evulpo, this is a really important point. We didn't talk about it. Evulpo in general, it's a freemium model. So we can learn without paying anything. But if you want to download the summaries, for example, you have to, to, to buy a subscription monthly or yearly. Or if you want to have unlimited lives in the exercises so that you can make a lot of mistakes and nobody stops you, uh, you have to buy a subscription. So there are some blockers. And she didn't know where to buy Evulpo Unlimited, so the subscription. And then we began to talk a little bit with each other. And it was really interesting. She said, for example, first her son used Evulpo. Now also her daughter uh, uses Evulpo. Both had uh, problems 
with moth, especially, not only, but especially with moth. And they had also quite expensive tutors, for example. They, the, the teacher, their teachers had to help from time to time. This was another thing. And so it was a little bit stressful, the, the school life of these two students. And she said, and really she was honest, I think. She said, you know, it's so cool. Thanks to Evulpo now, I don't, buy, I don't pay these tutors. The teacher... Our teachers are a little bit less stressed. The mm -hmm. grades go up. It wasn't a huge difference. Uh, they were always around, really, in Switzerland, it was a 3.5. This is not a good grade. It's it's not good enough. And now it's a 4.5. This is good. And it went up within two or three months by one grade. So this is a normal story. I think I wouldn't say that thanks to Evulpo, you don't have to go to school or something like that. I think you have to go to school, but thanks to Evulpo, you you make progress there where you where you have problems. You get help there where you really don't understand something. This is really what Evulpo brings to the students uh, now in Europe and uh, soon then all over the world. So you you explain your business model is a freemium one. So in every time there is this type of model, there is always like a number of paying subscribers you need mm. to make the business work. Mm -hmm. what, what is the, do you have that number like you know like how many people do need to pay in order for it to to, to work out i mean this it depends really how how strong we want to improve our learning platform uh, it depends when we say we stop everything we don't want to improve then i'm profitable really fast uh, so it depends i can't say i need 10,000 uh, subscribers uh, that have a vulpon limited and then it's done I uh, don't say something like this. We say 12 months after going online uh, in a country, this specific country is profitable. This is what we say. This is sometimes it, it takes uh, probably two months longer. Sometimes we are faster. Around 12 months after going online, a country is profitable. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, is it expensive to to acquire customers, or are you finding like almost like growth up ways to like just get so many of them? Also, here we are we are testing out. It depends really on the channel. I can tell you, we have really good results in some channels, uh, not as good results in other channels. So it depends. Like in every B two C business, this is of course one of the main channel to acquire the users uh, really cheap. It's also different in the different countries. I can tell you. It's not the same in Germany like it is in France or it is in Italy and so on and so on. So it's quite a complicated story behind it. Uh, what we see now is that thanks to testing, testing out different marketing channels, and then also in a specific marketing channel, testing out different strategies, this works very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now talking a bit about competitors, who, who do you think are your main competitors? Also here, uh, I mean, we mentioned Khan Academy. Of course, Khan Academy is a competitor because it's there since a, since a long time and uh, it's very famous. But then next to that, I would say that in every country, again, it's different. It's really different. For example, it's in, in Germany, it's quite famous, I think, is, for example, SofaTutor. SofaTutor is a famous uh, provider of a learning platform. Uh, it's But it's different. It's not a freemium model. You have to pay always uh, or at least it was like this or it's usually like this um, in other countries we don't have really big competitors for example in switzerland or in portugal you don't have really big learning platforms so it really depends what is clear uh, the ad tech market is growing and the, the players that are in this market are getting more and more so we i would say uh, that the competitors they they're not 
they're also growing. There will be even more competitors in most of the countries. So this is a little bit the situation next to this really huge player like Can Academy, some quite huge player like Sofa or in Germany, for example. There are also others and there will be others. Okay. Uh, since there will be others also, like how do you see your long-term competitive advantage? Be? Like what do you think is going to make you like s- survive the competition or win against the competition? Yeah. I mean, now we can talk a, little, a long time about this. Uh, but <laughs> I, I would say really one key factor is really we are, it's a freemium platform. It's, it's really everybody can use Evulpo even if you don't have money or even if your budget is really, really small. You can use Evulpo. It's a really important thing. On the other side, a second point, uh, it's curriculum orientated. This is really important. We explain the topics that are important in your region, in your level. These are the topics that we explain. So we don't teach you coding or something like that. We teach you exactly the stuff that is stressing you out in school, in your everyday life. Another point is really this combination between learning material personalized feedback and community elements. This combination is unique. It's uh, You have, of course, uh, platforms that are offering you learning material, but then the personal feedback is missing. Or you have personal feedback, but you don't have learning material. Or you have community elements, but without learning material and feedback. So this combination is also a really important thing and then we can talk now about a lot of other things. But I think here, this focus that we have, free curriculum, combination of helpful things, mm-hmm. this is uh, this brings us really, I would say, into a really, really good uh, position. Okay, well, clear. Um, so talking about the team, who's in the team? Like how many people do you have? And yeah, why do you think is the right team to build what they're building? We are 100 people. Half of them are in Zurich, in the, especially the tech team, the product team, the marketing team. The other half is uh, in the different countries. So in England, we have some people. In Spain, we have some people. In Portugal, we have some people. In Italy, we have some people. Uh, and why this team is the right team again a good question from your side uh, yeah of course because i think they're really smart guys uh, and they know the edtech field very well and they are professionals in creating learning material they are really good tech people in zurich you have a lot of good tech people as you know uh, they are really good product people also zurich is famous for it our marketing people are quite smart they they can deal very well with Google Ads, for example, or with social media. I would say we have really the 100 people that are here and abroad, the 100 people, they're really smart people. Uh, they are professionals in creating a great learning material. If not, uh, they wouldn't work here. So I think <laughs> that's the reason why I, why, why I think they are the right people. I mean, I think the combination is important. Too much tech people or too many tech people or too many product people, or too many marketing people wouldn't be a good solution. I think I think it's the mix. It's the mix of good tech people, good marketing people, good product people, great learning content creators. This is a good combination. And talking about the founding team, what makes the, the founding team the right team to build this like in terms of previous experiences or also like passions or like we founded the tutoring school in 2017. So we are really experienced in the tutoring field. We know exactly what is important in the tutoring field. For example, Manuel and I together, we gave around 2,500 lessons in tutoring. Uh, 
by ourselves, you know? So we know how to explain a school topic. We know how to help students. We know this exactly. Jonas also did, I think, 500 or 800 school topics. He's our CFO. Uh, he knows also other stuff very well. Uh, so this is one reason why the founding team is uh, uh, the right founding team for this company, for Revolpo, because we are really experienced in the in the education field. Uh, another thing is that our backgrounds, I think, they, they fit very well uh, to each other. I did a PhD, as I said, in history and philosophy, so I can write, I can find, or I hope I can find the right wording, stuff like this. I published two books, a lot of essays. Uh, Monwell is an engineer from the ETH, so he knows how to plan processes, how to, to work efficiently. And Jonas has a banking and finance background from the University of Zurich, so he's the right guy for all the finance and HR stuff and legal stuff, etc. So this combination is also, I think, a good combination. It's not only business or only finance or only engineering or something like that. It's a good combination, like in the team in general. The founder team as well as the team in general is characterized by a good combination of different skills. Now, getting into the this kind of uh, I do this exercise that's kind of look forward and see mm -hmm. what could have caused me to fail. So in the case of Evolpo, you look forward two years and, and something didn't work out. Mm -hmm. What do you think was that and what are the major risks you are facing as a company? On one hand, there are risks from the outside, for example, the macroeconomic situation. I mean, this is really hard to influence. We can't do here a lot of things. If the situation in general, the economic situation is changing a lot, then this can have a really big impact on us. And we have to, we have to handle with it. We have to deal with it. Um, so this is, I would say, a risk like at the moment. It's not as easy as two years ago to raise money, for example. I mean, we did a really good seed round uh, or an angel round in the beginning. Uh, one and a half years ago, an angel round 2.3 million. So it was a, quite a big angel round, especially for Europe. And the seed round 7.7 .7 million is one of the biggest ethics seed rounds in Europe ever. Uh, so it worked quite well for us, but this is a situation that can change, of course. And then internal risks, internal risks, so risks in the team. Tech issues, for example, if in the software there's an issue for some hours, I don't know, this could be something, but we have good tech people, so I don't think that this happens, but something like that. Um, or new countries, and then we realize that in a specific country, the marketing doesn't work so well as we expected. I don't know, this could be another risk could be so there of course in every area also in the product area that we develop a feature that really it doesn't work can also be who knows can be of course then we learn out of it but this can be so i would say in the different departments there are different risks and all these risks are realistic that one day we face them um but in general we have to be aware of this potential risk and then we can also deal with it or we can avoid them i will move on to like the last questions the first one is you managed to raise in this environment which type of startups are able to raise in this mm -hmm. environment would you say yeah we raised altogether 10 million within the last i don't know one and a half two years also a good question you're uh, i like the italian questions they are always interesting <laughs> i mean there are a lot of factors also here. A lot of factors uh, were leading to the situation where we could raise 10 million. We have a great vision. This is, we make the world a smarter place, you know. This is really 
the great vision. Uh, we have a really clear plan. So we know exactly how to realize our vision. Really great plan. We have a great team behind it. We not only know how to realize the vision with a good plan, we have also the people that can do that. I don't know if you know a lot of people that with this background. I think you don't know. No, probably this, not. Is, this is so I would I say. Met the first, I met the first one today. <laughs> exactly. I would say the vision, then the plan for realizing the vision, then the team behind the vision, then, of course, also uh, the right KPIs. Not only that we know which KPIs are important, we also had good KPIs. Uh, so this was, of course, also we couldn't race only because of a great vision and a great mission and a great team. There were also mm -hmm. some other factors, numbers, real numbers that we could show to the investors. Mm -hmm. For example, this, these four things uh, were leading to the situation where we could raise this 10 million. But of course, next to that, there are, I would say, at least 20 other points. I don't know which ones would be also... Uh, a nice topic to discuss really properly. What exactly makes it possible to raise 10 million in such an early state? I don't know. A lot of things. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, for that, we can get also an extra episode. Then we do a philosophical episode, <laughs> Alberto and Christian, together about this topic. Amazing. Okay, swear the last one. And mm -hmm. I think it's like need to be asked in this moment. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you think generative AI is going to change that tech space? I think it will change it extremely. Simple as that. I think it's really important. It will change that tech space, not only that tech space, a lot of other spaces as well. Uh, it will change it a lot. Uh, I mean, in the context of uh, personalized feedback, it will be really important. In the context of some community features, it will be important a lot. Mm -hmm. Also, in the, con in the context of creating learning material, it will be important. Uh, in the context of giving answers to the people, it will be important. In the context of, uh, I don't know, also here, a lot of things. I think it won't change it drastically in a month or two or something like that. I think this will go on during the next, I don't know. 50 years or longer. Uh, so it's a really long time thing and not the thing that, oh, here's now the disruption and then everything changes and after this, uh, everything is different. I don't think this. I think it will change it. It will have a big impact, but really on the long run. Amazing. I think that's a great way to close it. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else we didn't talk about that you would like to mention. Or no, all good. It was it. really interesting. I think the questions were cool and I'm looking forward uh, to, the, to the episode. Amazing. I'm looking forward to publish that too. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks a lot, Alberto. Super. What a great chat. For an education tech enthusiast like me, learning about the Vulpo was a blast. I personally think education is broken and private companies can't fix it alone. But for sure, with technology, they can make education more just and help millions of students. A Vulpo approach to personalization is key because what people learn in math in Italy compared to the US is significantly different. So, solutions like an academy are not enough. I'm really curious to see what the Vulpo will become in the coming years. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. Also, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn with any feedback or questions. Thank you for listening.